0: On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Keith and I break down the 76ers' huge win on Tuesday night over the Brooklyn Nets while shorthanded. Can they keep it going tonight against the Charlotte Hornets' second night of a back-to-back? We'll dive into it all next right here, Locked On 76ers.
1: You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome, you are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from Ninety Father Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host and partner from TheInquired.com, Sixers beat writer, busy, busy last couple of days for him, Keith Pompey. What's up, Keith?
1: <laughs> What's good, D? How you been, bro?
0: I'm doing all right, man. Big win last night, huh?
1: Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, yeah, it was. It, it, D, it was one of them things where you say is a shocker, but is it really a shocker because of the way the Sixers play when they're on demand? But it was a big win.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate everybody, as always, for making us your first listen every day. And uh, we we thank you for checking in with us. Make sure you checked us out, Locked On 76ers. It's free and available on all platforms, including right here, YouTube at Locked On 76ers. So, all right, Keith. big win last night for the 76ers. Huge, huge win. And I really didn't expect it to play out the way that it did uh, for the basketball team. Uh, you know, a nine-point victory at home, 115-106 at home. They get down very fast, Keith. 10-2, timeout. Ooh. Doc Rivers decides, all right, Nick Claxton's got eight points in the paint immediately. Ben Simmons has three assists. This this has to stop. And and you could see immediately that their game plan was to take advantage of the paint. No Joel Embiid was in there. Mantra's Harrell in the starting lineup. He's not stopping anybody. That's not what he does. And all they did was just run up and rim the rim and get some easy buckets. And they were uncontested and time out, Things didn't look good. I was like, oh, man, this is going to be a long night. And then after that timeout, man, they turned it around and they turned it around in a big way. So what's to, to start it off? And you saw what I saw on that one. Uh, what did you see, if anything, in, in their change and what was different after that timeout where they just flipped everything? You know, it, it
1: seems like they, they settled down a little bit, right? Um, and, and also, it just seems like the ball movement w- was better. It, it seemed like, you know, early on, I think the emotions of the moment with Ben being here and, and this and that, like, they were amped up. Like, they were like, and, and, and they were kind of like a little bit, I hate to say it, but a little bit in all, like. But then it just seemed like they settled down. And then all of a sudden we saw better ball movement. You know, we saw guys like saying, you know, like, guess what? I'm an NBA player, too. We start we, we start seeing more grit, more hustle, more determination. Right. And it looked like, you know, we saw them basically taking it to the Brooklyn Nets. You know what I mean? That's that's what it really
0: was to me. No, they they really did. To your point, the ball movement was there. Uh, the ball was snapping. It was popping all around the perimeter, uh, finding the extra, the open spot, the extra man that was that was there to have a better shot than maybe your your teammate. So I thought that that was a big part of things. You saw that also with the 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 way that the box score broke down with the the scoring and how it was distributed from one player to another. The first half. It was De'Anthony Melton. I mean, how many times did we talk about him and how great he has been, Keith, uh, for this team, both offensively and defensively? First half, it was De'Anthony Melton and what he was doing. Uh, you get some really good, in the first quarter, uh, offensive rebounds from Montrez Harrell. While he only played 15 minutes, Keith, his first few minutes, when they started to make that comeback in the first quarter, he had four offensive rebounds in the first half. And, you know, exactly. the offensive putback dunk that he had there, uh, just so many plays that that stand out to me. Uh, with the ball movement the, the the energy the effort was there the infectious a, as one started to make a three Keith, everybody else started making threes it, it seemed like it was just a thing that was passed down oh I have one won't you get one and you get yeah. one you know and and you take a three here it's like that Oprah uh thing that, that that meme that everybody talks about where she's like you get a car and you get a car you get a three and you get a three and everybody they, they were just they were just finding spots and look They weren't all wide open threes either. They were getting the shots and they were getting those shots up over some of the defenders, long arms, some deep threes on the, on the evening. It was, it was a, a really good, a really good team win of how they decided to do it. The defense stepped up and turned things around while the Brooklyn that shot 50%, uh, just the effort overall in the defensive end, not allowing it to be easy. When you're playing against Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, they're going to get theirs, Mm -hmm. you know, and they did. And while it wasn't to the tune of a lot of points, some of the shots that they took, you were like, all right, that's Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, that's going to happen. We'll get to Ben Simmons later. We'll talk about him. We'll talk about Charlotte a little bit later also uh, in the program. But the ball movement, the defense, uh, the fact that they crashed the offensive glass, Keith, did not turn the ball over uh, a lot. And I thought those things, of course, in the made three-pointers stood out in this one over the Brooklyn Nets. I
1: agree 100%, man. I agree. I mean, and and that's what it was. It got to a point. Like, the Brooklyn Nets looked like a team to me that, I mean, they tried to come back a couple times, and and Joe Harris really destroyed them. Like, he played so bad. huh? Yeah, they took the lead. But then it just seemed like the Sixers are just out hustling them, man. You know what I mean? Like, they were in, like, slow-mo, like, cruise control like we know we got this don't worry about it you know what i mean they're gonna run out of gas and they never ran out of gas i mean they did come back like you said they took the lead but then it, it, it seemed to me like the the sixers um i mean a, you know a, after that they took the lead but then it just seemed like the sixers just said nah forget that we're gonna take it back i mean they just out hustled them and it was It was, it was, it was bad. And then some of their like rotations I was looking at, like for y'all to be down and you got like just KD on the floor with like four reserves at one point, you know, it's like, yo, where's the sense of urgency, you know? Yeah. So
0: offensive rebounds 20 to four uh, for the Sixers. So their second chance points were in the, you know, the double digits where the Brooklyn Nets only had, I believe, four second chance points against the 76ers, where the Sixers had 20-plus uh, in those second-chance points opportunities. Uh, total rebounds, 49-35. to 35. So with the opportunities that they had, Keith, they were a plus 19 in field goal attempts over the Brooklyn Nets. And while the Nets made one more, the Sixers made seven more three-pointers. And that, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you win the games now. 13 for 16 from the free-throw line, 19 for 13 for the Brooklyn Nets. They didn't get to the foul line as much as they – normally do the sixes because of no Joel Embiid, no james harden so they couldn't parade to the line like they like we typically see but man they hit shots last night and, and that was a big part of it also hitting those shots early it carried over not turning the ball over keith shake milton d'anthony melton in the first half they had three turnovers in the first half nah, uh, nah. combined. in the second half zero zero except for the shake milton shot clock violation to uh, bleed the clock with the uh, no need to take a shot at, at with what about 30 some seconds left on the clock and just dribbling the ball out. That was the only turnover that Shake Milton had uh, on the night. Man, only turnover. Yeah, that was good. That was that was really good. I mean, you know, Sha- the ball as much as they did to only turn the ball over two times. That's really yeah.
1: good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. I agree.
0: All right, well, let's take a look at the Sixers a little bit further into the box score. Talk about Ben Simmons and his production in the game on Tuesday night. We'll do that when we come back right here on Locked On 76ers. Getting ready for the holiday weekend, folks, or the holiday, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. And hey, you may not want to drive to certain places, right? Because you're having a good time. You got Friday off. You might want to just enjoy your day. You want to enjoy your day. So I want to tell you about Toro which is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. All you have to do is browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the US, UK, Canada, and coming soon to Australia. Maybe I'll be out there and not use it in Australia. Book a spacious SUV, a minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday like we just talked about for Thanksgiving. So you got to act fast for tomorrow. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from simply A to B. Test drive that new electric vehicle. You've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. And many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. You don't even have to do anything. They'll deliver it right to you. No big deal, no problem. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms, conditions, and exclusions apply Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at toro.com. All right. All right. I'll let you know how it goes. Tarot. Tarot. I say Toro's. <laughs> Tarot. Make sure you get your car and uh take advantage of all of that. That'll be that'll be good for Thanksgiving. You don't have to do anything. Thanks for making Locked On 76 your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked on Sports Today from the Games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, like the 76ers game last night was the big game of the evening. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you do get your podcast. All right, Keith, Ben Simmons, 11 points, 11 assists, 7 rebounds. Had some early assists for the basketball team that we talked about, the Nick Claxton and uh, and some others, Kevin Durant, I believe, or no, Kyrie Irving, and they found their way to an early lead. He looked okay, he looked spry, he didn't look too nervous. Uh, he made some early free throws where we're accustomed to seeing him not do that, make those early free throws. Uh, he did help the Sixer fans out in the second half where with the bricking for chicken, that is a local thing here. Uh, that that we that we see. It used to be frosty freeze out, now it's bricking for chicken. You missed two free throws. And the, uh, the opposing team missed two consecutive free throws. And all Sixer fans have the opportunity to, to, to get some chicken uh, if they do. And he helped. He did that. Uh, but overall, Keith, can you take us in the building? I was not there uh, last night. Can you take us in the building, what the atmosphere was like, what he was like before the game, uh, during the game, after the game? What did you see overall? What was the night like or the overall day, including Ben Simmons? You know it was
1: crazy because, like, I guess people didn't show up early like normally like before. So when he went out there and warmed up, it was like it was cool. It was chill. Like he even signed autographs. went up in the stands to sign autographs, right? But then when he came on the on the floor, like and he ran on the floor with the team, you heard loud boos every time he every time he touched the ball. Or, or he, whenever he did anything, there was like a boo. You heard the chanting "F Ben Simmons," but they weren't saying "F Ben Simmons." Mm-hmm. They were doing all types of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But to be honest with you, it didn't bother him at all. Like nothing did, and it was kind of sort of like maybe a year ago or whatever. But right now, it's kind of like it wouldn't bother you either. D it wouldn't bother me. It's like I'm out here playing and I'm out here busting some dudes' tails. And y'all chanting this and chanting that, like, because he was getting off early. Early on, he did. So he had nine points in the first half. Yeah, and then the first and it it was, wasn't it like the same Ben Simmons that we yeah. it was? He looked like Ben. Yeah. He looked like Ben. So, yeah. so it was one of those things where it didn't matter. And then after the game, I asked him, like, did you was it worse than what you thought? And he was like, nah, I thought they were gonna be louder. <laughs> And either didn't you? And I was like, uh, yeah, kinda, because at one point I did. I thought it was going to be like more malicious. Um, don't get me wrong, it was like a playoff atmosphere. It was like, boo, every time he touched the ball, but and it was loud, but it it just reminded you of, you know, a playoff atmosphere where he was the villain. But, you know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it
0: wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. I think it was diffused a little bit because there was no one person in particular, no Embiid. Yeah. If Embiid was there, it's, it's almost as if, while the fans were standing up for themselves against Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. it's almost as if all of Philadelphia would have been walking on the floor behind Joel Embiid, only Joel Embiid. Nothing to do with Maxie or Harden, Harris, Cork, Miles, Milton, any of his former teammates, only Joel Embiid. If Joel Embiid played in that game on Tuesday night, I think it would have been much different in terms of the fan reaction to Ben Simmons, my opinion, Uh, because of their strained relationship, uh, the, the things that were said after the fact, some of what we may have heard or have seen during their years together and it's it's, it's I, again. I just think that if Joel and B played that reaction, and it was loud, bleeding through the radio on on ninety seven five the fanatic, and even turning the television up sometimes just to kind of hear it in that way, also seeing what they were doing. They um, if Joel and B was there, I think it would have been much much different.
1: Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. I mean, I agree. But also, you know what? Like, it's funny. Like a lot of people were saying, you know. To me, like, yeah, it's gonna be different next time. Like, nah, it ain't gonna be no next time. Like, you only yeah. get one chance at this one. Like yeah. you only get one, one, one home game. Like, I mean, one, one opportunity. I like, you know, you know, no offense, it just didn't happen. Like, you know, what I mean, Joe didn't play. You're right, it would have been different. It would have been different. I think it would have been more heated, you know, this and that. But look, I'm gonna tell you what though, George Niang ben was getting off george Niang got that flagrant on him you yeah. know what i mean it was like then it kind of settled down a little bit you know what i mean after that
0: yeah you know? and it was funny because i saw it and so that was that was on your end of the floor right in front of you when that took place uh ben simmons was crossing the lane and he pushed like ran into george Niang a little bit it wasn't too bad but he did it and george Niang. It's like, yo, you know, you're just not coming in here and just running over us like that. And here's what I saw too. I'm sure you were watching it, but the TV focused on it. Pre-game, they're going in their warm. They're in warm-ups, pre warm-ups in the in the uh, layup line, right? Mm-hmm. They get to Ben Simmons is checking the basketballs with the officials. Three different basketballs. He finally comes to choosing one. George Niang on the other side. He's running back towards the half-court line after making his layup. And he says something to Ben and kind of smiles. And Ben flagged him. This pregame flagged him. And like, whatever. And I don't know what George said. He said something that got Ben's attention. And Ben and George Niang did not play together last season. He was around, but he didn't play together last season. He was at a few practices, but they did not play together last season. He has, you know, that's not his teammate. Shake Milton, Moss. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, those were his teammates, not George Niang. I liked it. I like what George did, and the also, you know, the back and forth with Kevin Durant after made baskets that George Niang had. You know, the the, the talking smack and talking to Kevin Durant. We know George Niang is not on the level of those All Stars, but hey, he brings a different type of he brings a t- different type of attitude to the team that that they need. And I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching George Niang. He had a great game. He had uh, what he has—15 points off the bench. Keith, he's been on a really good run the last three games in particular, they, and and um, what he has done as far as being on the floor, double digits in all three. They are won four of their last five uh, on their home floor in that the five-game homestand that they had there, and he's been really good. He, as we talk about that with Ben Simmons, George Niang has been really good. Yeah, he has been. George has been, you know, I, I would have to say
1: that, you know, I, I keep saying this, like the Anthony Melton has been like the MVP, right? Because of the things that he does. And but outside of him, it has to be George Niang. I mean, George Niang actually won some games for them. You know what I'm saying? Like George was was, was balling. I mean, last night he was hitting a couple of shots. You know what I mean? I mean, what is he, four for five on three yesterday. Yeah. So, you know, George Niang has been a, a quality addition. Um, also, you know, you look at George, and George is like the personality, all this and that. He's a good fit for the city. You know, he just is. I mean, I, I like George. I like George a lot. He's funny, though. He's a funny guy,
0: too. But, yeah. um,
1: you know, he, he's a, a, a great fit for the,
0: for the city. Yeah, he is, man. Real good stuff, and we also on the other side as we talk about the Charlotte Hornets, we'll see what happens tonight against the four and fourteen Hornets. Keith, we need to talk about Paul Reed. Uh, we'll do that on the other side. He, he was tremendous. He might even have me call him B-ball Paul, which I do not do. You don't um, like that nickname? No, I don't, no, he's not. He's not good enough to have that nickname. But um, you see his
1: handles the last
0: couple games. Uh, I mean, I know it looked broken, but it, it works. <laughs> yeah, it's broken. Yes, I saw it. It's broken. It worked on that one play <laughs> on uh, Saturday against Minnesota before half. Was it halftime or third quarter? I think it was third quarter. <laughs> third when quarter, yeah. Went around his back and threw his legs. Hot potato. Yeah. He <laughs> scoop play up to beat the, to beat the <laughs> clock. Yeah, that was crazy. But we'll listen. We'll tap into it all next, uh, talking about the Charlotte Hornets tonight hosting the 76ers and a little Paul Reed the only double double of the game last night he was really good we'll, do, we'll talk about it next locked on 76ers let's talk about bet online
1: bet online is your number one source for sports betting info stats news and analysis It gets the latest eyes and trend for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and eSports we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fits. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. As my man D always says, do it today, people. Definitely do it today.
0: Have to do it today. The Sixers play tonight. You have to do yeah, it Yeah, Yeah, that's true, right? Jump on in there. Everybody's off on Thursday. Ooh, some big games tomorrow, Keith, Thanksgiving. Everybody? I got to work tomorrow. Eh, well, fair enough. Fair it enough.
1: I don't. I'm about, yeah. say, I'm about to say it stinks to be me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, man, but uh, real fast. Three good games on Thanksgiving. Buffalo and yeah. Detroit, um, New York and Dallas. <laughs> and New England and Minnesota. These are actually really good games. How come the Eagles don't play on Thanksgiving? They they're have not time enough. Yeah, they have. They just decided they don't want to.
1: Yeah, they don't want to. I mean, I get tired of watching. I'm gonna be honest with you. Nothing against the Detroit Lions, but bro, then oh, you get
0: another team. <laughs>
1: like, yo, I mean, come on, man. Like, yo, No, it
0: is against the Detroit Lions because they don't. They're not good. They're never good.
1: Yeah, but. They should have to
0: go on the road, though. Like, think about it. You got to fly there to play them.
1: <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Well, you can go there and embarrass them in front of their fans. That's all. How about this, though? Buffalo, as, as you know, last week had to play the Cleveland Browns in Detroit. You remember, because of the snowstorm. So they just stayed in Buff- I mean, stayed in Detroit. They were already there. It's basically a home game for them again. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: I yeah.
0: know, I know. It's going to be a, good, be a, good, a good, good Thursday with these football games uh, in, in the in the National Football League. All right, man, let's talk about the Charlotte Hornets. They're 4-14. Four and 14. Right now they're at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They're not a good basketball team. Uh, LaMelo Ball has been hurt um, with the ankle, I think it is, the ankle or the foot. Um, and so he has been out. Terry Rozier has been playing pretty well. Um, uh, The last game that they lost... Kelly Oubre led the team in scoring. They're just not a good team, Keith. Now, they've had the day off, and the Sixers, as we know, are without their key players. Uh, But Tobias Harris, we'll see if he plays on the second night of a back-to-back. The Sixers should still go into Charlotte and win, shouldn't they?
1: Yeah, they should. I mean, you know, Charlotte is a team that lost something like 11 out of 12 games or something like that. You know, they haven't really been playing well. You know, the thing about me that concerns me, well, I shouldn't say concerns me, so I shouldn't say concerned. I said the thing that we need to pay attention to is, A, Tobias Harris how his ankle. You know, Matisse Thibel tried to give it a go the last three games. He's not going to play tonight, right? So, you know, those are two things that, well, you know, Matisse hasn't played, but the bias thing is huge because if Tobias doesn't play, the next thing you know, you you're going to be without four starters right and if that happens they're going to have to get pj tucker way more involved than he has been like he went the last four games without scoring a point right so i'm saying that to say that you know these are games that the sixers should win yes they should but i i just want to know if tobias is going to play but at the same time d me saying that I would be shocked if the Sixers lost. If the Sixers lost, it to me, it's a huge letdown. You know what I mean? It's a huge
0: letdown. Um, they should go in there, and they should get that victory. They should. Uh, I agree with you 100%. There's no reason to go into Charlotte and lose this game. There's just not. Uh, they're a better basketball team. Steve Clifford takes over this season for James Borrego. And is, as good of a coach as Clifford is, Doc Rivers should you know should get this one. Uh, over that basketball team, Nola Mello. Now they do have some athletic fives there, some you know with Plumlee. But then they have Kai Jones. They have some. They have some other young guys. Uh, Williams is there that that they're trying to groom and, and figure out who they are, what they have in those in those players in particular. But yeah, man, I agree with you. They should walk away with this win, and then they have Orlando on Friday and Sunday. So uh, this is a winnable game even without all of your guys. Now with that, Keith. Paul Reed, 19 points, 10 rebounds last night, five offensive rebounds, three steals, two block shots. He only had one personal foul last night, Keith. And, And a lot of times we look at his stats, and he'll be in there for six minutes, and he's got three personal fouls. He's got three turnovers. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. And that's what keeps him off the floor a lot of times. He was under control. He played within himself. He made plays. He got settled. He got comfortable, and he looked really, really good. He outplayed Montrezl Harrell, who also played okay, but Paul Reed really, really, really played well for the Sixers last night. Yeah, he played like a B-ball Paul, like you know what I mean—a guy that you don't like. A B—he played like so, B-ball Paul. So he <laughs> came on. He came on post game on the radio on our side, and said, "Yeah, like he always does. We got this one out the mud." yeah he sure did i mean he's you know i like like paul man i I like like
1: paul i like him a lot a lot he's a really good dude like when you sit down and you talk to him um yeah yeah, they definitely got it out the mud um the the, the thing about it is you know you look at him and the game is starting i know this is a cliche but correct me if i'm wrong it looks like the game is starting to slow, slow down for him you know, he's starting there because before it was like he was always in the wrong spot. He didn't like, you know, he, he 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 was hacking people, like you said. And now it just seems like he's there and he's in the right spot and he's doing certain things. Um, uh, You know, in his athleticism, like I, I feel like this was a really good matchup for him, because when you look at it, you right.
0: know, and yeah.
1: Ben Simmons, it wasn't an overpowering center a guy who would just get on the low block, give him an elbow to the chest and turn around and go up. These were guys who he's just as athletic as they are, like they're power forwards basically. And he was, and it worked out well for him. And, you know, he said he wasn't motivated, but I'm pretty sure, you know, you out there and, and you, and you see everybody hyping up Ben and you saying, look, man, I want to give him some work too. So, you know, he, 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 he really played well. He really
0: played well. Yeah, he played really well. I was really surprised, and I was impressed with how he played. And I thought, and it's funny because when you and I talked about projecting out the starting lineup for the game last night, uh, and we both said it was either Paul Reed or Montrez Harrell, and I thought his role was best coming off the bench, providing that energy with that second unit uh, for them, and he did just that. And I think they should keep it that way tonight also, especially going against Montrez. I mean, with um, Mason Plumlee. Uh, out there and uh, that you know how physical he is a veteran like that i would give harold again the nod but not hesitating at all to go to um not hesitating at all to go to paul reed and calling his number yeah
1: yeah i'm i'm with you i'm I'm with you i mean I, i i would too um and you know harold is one of those things like he's going up against a former team you know what I mean? I can see him giving dudes elbows in the chest and stuff. You know what
0: I mean? So- I agree 100%. <laughs> 100% on that one. 100% on that one. Well, listen, man, it's always fun uh checking in with you, uh, of course. And uh, we appreciate everybody for hanging out with us. And we got to thank you all for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let them know where they can find us.
1: Like my man D just said, wherever you can get your podcast, make sure that you come here and and, and listen to this podcast, right? So you can do that. Also, D, what time are you gonna be on there? Okay, so Dag
0: D, my man D is off
1: tonight. How you swing that,
0: bro? Just pre- and post-game for the Sixers tonight on our network.
1: Okay, well, so, but what you do is you got to go and you got to listen to the uh, Divine Given Show, right? And the, the Divine Given Show is typically from 6 to 10 p.m. on 97.5 FM. So you got to do that, right? Also, make sure you follow my man D on Twitter. It's a great Twitter follow. You can also follow me on Twitter. And you can read my stuff in, in the Philadelphia Inquirer.
0: Keith, happy Thanksgiving, man.
1: Same to you, bro. Same to you.
0: Happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Um, I guess we're going to do one after the game. Uh, yeah. We'll yeah. Do one after the game, But if, if, if you do not check in with us and you're listening to us now and you don't have the time tomorrow, we thank you for hanging out with us and uh, make us a plate. Uh, Save it for us. Put it in some good saran wrap and foil, uh, maybe in some sort of cooler and find me and Keith and and bring us our food. Thank you. Yeah. Do the daggone thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll talk to you later. Thanks, man. All right. Peace. See y'all.